over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. On another beautiful Saturday morning. 10 o'clock. It's our open home hour. Open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you to join the conversation. Text questions can be sent to 411-923. Or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com if you need to send a picture of a project, uh, whatever, a little visual aid assistance to explain what you're trying to work on, you can send it there, and we'll do the best we can to get you the right resources to take care of your project. Your house, home, castle, or cabin. We've got callers loaded up. I know that. We're going to get to them. But before we do, I want to extend an invitation one more time to all of you contractors out there. Pella Door, Window and Door Company, has a beautiful showroom out on North Scottsdale. They call it the Experience Center. It They're having an event for contractors only, okay? So all you contractors that call me during the week and tell me how I answered everybody's question wrong, I'll be there. Come introduce yourself to me. To tell me every place I'm getting it wrong. This is going to be Thursday, March 3rd, from 5 to 8 p.m. After just coming home from the International Builder Show and looking at over 30 different brands of windows made from all over the world, I haven't wavered one degree on where I'm going to shop for the windows for my remodeling project or for my own home. They're going to be Pella. And this project that Jennifer brought up the last hour of a homeowner that's taking a six-foot patio door and blowing it up to that large glass wall out to the backyard, that's probably one of the more common remodeling projects we're being asked to look at right now. It is absolutely the most common project we're quoting right now, taking the Arizona ranch-style homes that have a plate height of 8 feet and an Arcadia patio sliding door that goes to 7 feet and is six feet wide. I want this to be a disappearing glass wall. It is the number one job we're quoting right now, and we're hardly doing any of them because a permit is required. Structural engineering is required. New foundation and footing and support pier posts are required. And it is really, really pricey. We are not winning any popularity contests with our quotes for jobs right now. None. If you're doing a complete teardown, it'd be a lot easier to put it in the design of a full rebuild. Yeah. Just that one project by itself, that's an awful lot of work for one. And there's so many reasons for it structurally. If, If your house is only eight feet tall, that's fairly simple. We saw cut the floor. We put two new footings at each end of the opening that you want. We put two new structural support posts. We throw a big old honking beam up there. We take either your trusses or your rafters and hang them off the new beam, bury that inside the roof, and then throw glass up there. When we do that, we are desperately changing 
your home's resistance to being blown flat in a storm. That's called shear. We're, we're greatly reducing your home's ability to resist lateral loads. So it takes engineering. It takes very specific tactics to solve that problem. And if it's a two-story home, and you want the glass going up above the first floor? Now we're talking some real cabbage. Oh, yeah, baby. We are talking some real cabbage right now. So, again, it's a very popular. The magazines are making it popular. The manufacturers are making it popular. It looks great. It opens the outside to your inside. Know this. When we do that, there's not going to be any screen readily or easily installed. So when you open the back of your house, 16, 18, 20 feet to the backyard for your Super Bowl party or for your wedding reception, just know you're going to be in a truly open air environment for anything that flies, birds, insects, or anything that crawls. Just know that. So there's other options to it. So I want to I want to throw a... Uh, another help wanted ad out there for Rosie Wright Remodeling. We can only grow as fast as we can hire people. Um, about six months ago, I said I would pay a million dollars to anyone that would find me a female superintendent that was multilingual. And someone called me Monday and says, I'm calling to collect my million dollars. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> He says, I've got someone you have to meet. So he introduced me to Miss Sephora, speaks, speaks six languages, she taught herself, um, American citizen, uh, originally from Romania, and uh, she has been one of the best hires I've made in my entire career. She is a real treasure. So I'm hoping by reaching out to my listening audience, um, letting you all know, Rosie Wright Remodeling, is current, if you want us to do one of your jobs, the chances that we can start another remodeling job before November or December of this year is extremely small, unless it's a very small job. Rosie Wright Remodeling needs more good people. If you know someone that would like a career in residential remodeling for the finest of clients on the planet, we'd sure appreciate you reaching out to Rosie Wright Remodeling. You're looking for a couple people over Roth Productions, right? Yes. <clears throat> We're not sure quite what what person at this point, but yes. <laughs> we, we need some admin help at, at Rosie on the House Productions, for sure. We need any anybody that can answer phones, be polite, and can stay committed to being every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We'd sure love to hear from you. All right, let's get to the calls. Right. Um, and Jennifer, you've loaded up on a bunch of calls during the hour, right? Let's take Andrew first, and then we'll go to live, and then we'll go to all your calls you stored up for us. Andrew, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Let's see if we can help you. So I was telling um, when I called in that I either have my house is either haunted or there's an electrical problem because the lights are flickering. And so, um, and it can happen at any given time. Uh, if I have my, if I have my speakers plugged into my computer, 
I can hear the feedback. Uh, if I put on the space heater in my bedroom, all of a sudden I'll realize I left my speakers on because I'll hear the buzz. So I'm at the point where I've hired a bunch of uh, electrician, and I either get a GoPro on the next one or they're going to fix it because that's my budget. Okay, all right, okay. Andrew, so, where in Arizona are, is the I can't afford it. Where, where in Arizona I'm, is the home? Dobson, uh, Guadalupe area. Okay, all right. And you said you've had electricians out and they haven't been able to solve this? Oh, no. They give me all different reasons, but it doesn't solve a problem. How how old is the house? Uh, 77. Okay, all right. All right. Um, I, I'm going to tell you um, to con- call John Bolomar, right? My yeah, he's electrician. Right there. He's right there in that neighborhood. You call John and have him get out there and troubleshoot it. Now, I'm, now Andrew, um, be, because I don't want you to go broke, I don't want you to end up on the street, I don't want you to put your family in a homeless situation, Jennifer is going to pay for John's service call to show up, get an assessment of what needs to be done, and he'll propose to you what he troubleshoots as a part of the solution. So we're not going to pay for the repair, but we're going to pray for we're going to pay for John to get out there and do an analysis, and then we will pray that he finds the solution. So we'll pay and pray all at the same time. Andrew, hang on, we'll get you John's number. We'll have to get in touch with John and let him know to bill us, not to bill you. Don't want any of my homeowners going broke. That's that would for be sure. Evanson Electric. Correct. Uh, mighty electrician. Uh, mighty oh, electrician. Oh my gosh! What am I doing? And, and, I'm, and mighty electrician is just so close to where he yeah, is, right? Exactly. There. They're, yeah. they're almost neighbors. Evanston Electric is, is great in another part of town. That's the like great thing Valley about area. that's the great thing about our referral network. We can kind of put them to somebody that's right in their okay. neighborhood. John, my bad. I just used Evanston <laughs> recently, so it's top of mind, and they did a great job. All so. right. Good. Well, let's see if we can go to the next caller. Let's see if we can bring in, um, you want to bring in, is that Kelly? With a slab leak? And I the buttons don't work on my side. So. Let's bring in Kelly. Go, Good Kelly. Day. Are you there? Yeah. How you doing? Uh, wonderful. How about yourself? Well, good. Uh, truthfully, you want me to lie? Okay. Well, <laughs> truthfully, how can we help you, buddy? Hey, um, I built the house 24 years ago, and I filmed everything, and underneath my slab part of my house it's actually i have basement and upstairs they put all the copper into the abc is that what you call it and didn't sleeve it except where the joists were so okay. 12 years ago i had a i had a slab leak and i fixed it and i it was so bad i knew it was just a matter of not if but when well it's now when and oh. i've got another slab leak and I'm trying to decide, because if I Band-Aid fix it again, which is, you know, tear up the cement, you know, ruin the floors and all that, um, then I'm just Band-Aiding it. It's, gonna, it's not a matter of if, but when again. So my question is, what do you suggest? Do I repipe? I've, 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 I've had a repiping company come out. I've also had a company that will actually sleeve pipe through the pipes and then expand them. Um, I, I'm just trying to get an idea because I don't. I want it. I, I want this done. Well, I tell you what, Kelly. I'd take a look at both those proposals. We're a big fan in the waistlines of epoxy lining those and avoid having to tear all your floor up to replace your waistlines. 
I know they have the technology to do that in the supply lines as well. I'd get a quote and I'd take a hard look at it. But I'd also take a look at getting a complete repipe. And that that's going to be, it. you've got a basement, you've got some, some floor joist areas, you've got some slab areas. That's going to take, I'm not going to be able to say over air which way I would go because I can't see all the challenges that would involve. But I wouldn't proceed with either until I got a quote for both. And Kelly, if once you get a quote for both, you want to call me back and we'll talk through step by step what I would do at my house if I lived in that home, you can certainly feel free to ring me back. Get a quote for both and let's go from there. Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Open up your sleepy eyes for me. Can't have your hiding. Gosh, that sounds good. Bring in the horns. Good morning, Arizona. I love that song. All right, we're covering the topic of paint the entire month of February. And the most asked question we get on the topic of paint is, Rosie, what do you think about elastomeric paint? So I'm going to say it for the one millionth time. I am not a fan of elastomeric paint for the outside walls of your home. There's a million reasons for this. Um, I know there are a lot of good companies out there that apply it and install it and guarantee it. But I am not a fan of elastomeric paint on the outside walls of your home. I believe the right paint for that application is exterior 100% acrylic paint to allow the paint surface to exhale any moisture that may be behind the paint and repel any moisture that's trying to get in. Elastomeric is like putting a raincoat on your body. And if there's and you put the hood on and there's one little crack in the in the coat right where the hood attaches to the collar. And as you're walking down the street in the rain, that water finds its way right down your back. <laughs> and once the elastomeric has failed in any area, you're going to have an ongoing dilemma and problem. So for the one millionth time, I'm not a fan of elastomeric paint on the exterior walls of your home. There are applications for it, very specific applications for it, and foam roofers use it as the top layer of their foam roofing. I'm fine with it in those applications. All right, we have been loaded up with callers all day. Let's see if we get to Matt. He's been very patient. Good morning, Matt. How can we help you, my man? Hey, good morning, Rosie. I've got a quick question, and uh, it's about a brick planting, a raised planting bed that I've got. Okay. Um, for about a year, when when it gets when I'm watering in there, um, the water will leak on the patio. So I pulled all of the dirt out and found some broken concrete. So I guess I kind of have three questions. What do I use? Do I just use plain concrete to repair that? Uh, what is there something that I should coat it with so it's not leaking where it's not supposed to? And then I've got three or four kind of lifts through the bricks to drain it into the yard. Is that sufficient or is there something else I should use to drain any excess water that's in that planting bed? 
Uh, Matt, how big a planter are we looking at? G- give me a dimension. Uh, it's probably about five feet by two and a half feet or so. Okay, great. I would think those three drains, and those three drains are what, like three-quarter inch or one-inch PVC? Uh, no, it's actually just between the mortar of the brick. Oh, so okay. The, the mortar's not filled in there. It's the slit. It's probably, yeah. uh, you know, two and a half inches tall by a half inch wide or so. And if I were to dig out all the dirt that was in that planter, what base soil am I going to be getting to? What, Where in town are you located? So I'm in Chandler. Okay. Um, I have dug out all of the soil, and it's it's actually uh, complete concrete. So yeah, top, bottom, yeah. or bottom and sides are is all concrete. Okay, all right. So yes, the, the, if if you've concreted the bottom of it, depending on what you want to plant, you're probably going to need a little bit more drainage than this. Those three slots, but you would take a mortar mix and just use super mortar is fine and clean all the mud and the debris off the backside of the brick planters. And you can either apply with a brush called a mortar brush, mix it fairly thin, and brush on a couple layers. It's a fairly rough finish, but it works really well, of super mortar. You can also trowel that on. It'll end up going on a little bit smoother. Once that's cured, then I would take... Uh, some asphalt emulsion, and I would roll it onto the back of that. I would stop the emulsion three inches below wherever you're going to put the grade because you don't want that black, ugly stuff hanging up above your planter and just having the last couple inches of soil to get your bricks aren't going to hurt a thing. Asphalt emulsion works real good. You would roll that on with a paint roller. Another product that you could also apply with a trowel or a brush is called Thorough Seal, which is epoxy-based cement. And uh, it, we, we use that on the, against walkout basements on hillsides to make sure the basement never leaks. Uh, for as little an area as you've got, uh, it would be an absolute permanent solution you can find that well down in chandler at blue star masonry or marvell masonry thorough seal t-h-o-r-o hyphen s-e-a-l and again that can be trowel or brush applied then load in all that new organic compost back in there and get to planting you'll be in good shape if i've got a concrete floor i might poke a couple holes in the bottom of that floor Get you all fired up for the rest of the day here. Sounds like you need to get on the rosy train. We're talking about painting the whole month of February. Yes, had a caller regarding the you and uh, uh, Jeff Leatham were talking about lead and asbestos. And, yes. And uh, so we had a caller who was listening and said, you know, I really, really want to get the popcorn ceiling removed from my home. Oh. But it's been painted over. Can I still have that done? That's a great question. And if you've got the popcorn ceiling and your home dates to 1978, the chances of it having asbestos is about 90%. So if it's newer than that, then there are very low chances. But I would get it tested and get it verified there is not any before I started tearing any of it down. 
And there wasn't a lot of popcorn that was installed after that either. Time it, frame it either. Did, kind of really did, fade did, out did in the eighties. <laughs> there were there were a few there were a few lazy drywallers who used it for a few years after that, but they shouldn't have. She was concerned <laughs> if it was an expensive endeavor. Uh, if it's if it's asbestos, it'll be a little bit more expensive. The way that acoustic ceiling gets sprayed on is it's it, think of it as a sponge. It's very very absorbent. And it goes on wet, and it sticks to the drywall paper. Uh, And it sticks very, very well until it gets wet again. So you take a little uh, garden sprayer, and you put a gallon of water in there, and you pump it up after you mask the room off, mask the floor off, mask the walls off, and you spray the ceiling and get it good and wet. Once that acoustic ceiling material is wet, it will scrape off like butter coming off of a cracker. It just falls off. It's a messy job. Now, she has one challenge. She says it's been painted. So the the fact that it's been painted, it's not going to want to absorb the moisture very well. So what I would do is I would take a stiff brush on a long handle or um, any any long product, and, and I would start just kind of knocking it down and ripping it up a little bit. So you're perforating that layer of paint and breaking it down. Not trying to scrape it off the drywall, just trying to flake off enough of it so that when you do spray it with water, it will absorb, lose its adhesion to the drywall, and you'll be able to scrape it right off. It is extremely affordable to have this done by a professional. And once it's taken down and the home and the room has been protected properly, you have absolutely little to no mess to worry about. And then a professional can then retexture that ceiling the way you'd like it to match the rest of the house or whatever, and then you're ready to paint. So great question. It it applies specifically to today's situation and today's topic. Let's go to the phones. We'll load it up. Rosa and Chandler's next on the line at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, um, I was calling because um, I live in Chandler and the dust in my house is, is, is just horrific. I am dusting the furniture and the shelves weekly. Uh, and I heard about the... Aeroseal is like a treatment that is done to yeah. the duct, air-conditioned duct system. So I would like to know your opinion, cost, and recommendations. Rosa, how old is your home? The home is about 18 years old. Okay. Um, I am a fan of Aeroseal. Um, getting it applied to the inside of your ductwork, it seals up every single little tiny hole uh, it gets the whole house to where you're probably dealing with the equivalent of a leak of about a one-inch hole. Right now, your ductwork probably leaks to the tune of something in the neighborhood of 10 to 20%. That's typical of what most homes leak. And if anybody's been in the attic doing extra work, then it, 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 they're knocking it around or moving it, then it goes up from there. 
What you might want to do, Rosa, is uh, call our Rosie Certified Partner for Energy and have a whole house energy audit done. They will take a look at everything that could impact the dustiness of your home. They won't just look at the ductwork. One thing that causes a lot of dust is when your air conditioning ductwork comes up to your sheetrock, a lot of times that isn't taped right there, and they just throw an air conditioning register over the top of it. Well, that actually creates a little vacuum that sucks insulation out of your soffits and out of your attic, and it blows into the house. You won't fix that with AeroSeal. So get the whole house energy on it. Have them take a look at everything. And then AeroSeal is very possibly one of the number one tactics you're going to employ to knock out your dust. For energy. Rosie certified whole house energy audit inspector. Start there. It's 99 bucks. It'll be the best 99 bucks you ever spent. <coughs> That's 4forenergy.com. 480-699-1481. You can find them at rosieonthehouse.com. Rosie certified referral directory. Voted the number one contract referral directory in the entire state of Arizona 13 years in a row. Thank you very much. Where are we going, Romy? Antonio's been holding the longest. Let's bring okay. him into the conversation and see what we can do to help him with his you home mean, castle or cabin. Gonzalo? Oh, where's Antonio? Line one. Oh, okay. That's Gonzalo. Let's go. Hi there. Hello. Antonio? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. So listen, um, I had a question. I'm still a ways out before I need to do this, but I, I, I want to start getting prepared. So I'm trying my luck um, at building uh, building my own home. I'm a, I'm a home inspector by trade. All right. Um, so we're doing a, we're doing an ICF home. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. My question is this. I don't know. I'm guessing there's going to be a benefit, but I don't know. As far as exterior paint, we should go with traditional paint, or there's uh, something that I saw called breathable paint. Yeah. Um, that being that it's concrete walls, I'm not sure. Um, and, and there's no screen, obviously, you know, between the, the styrofoam and the, and the concrete of it. Could I have double paint on the outside? Well, I'll tell you what, Antonio. The first thing I'd do is I'd go to the manufacturer of the ICF blocks you're buying, and I'd just say, what are y'all seeing working well on your product? Um, breathable paint is kind of a... Um, kind of a marketing term it, it, it it's true but any good acrylic exterior paint is also a breathable paint uh, generally speaking i'm going to refer and recommend 100 percent acrylic exterior paint on virtually every surface of an outside home there are exceptions to that rule but generally speaking so when when we start putting um, additives to our paint that make it breathable, make it heat resistant like ceramic uh, embeds, um, or we start trying to give the paint characteristics that it, that, that it doesn't have naturally, you, you start getting a lot of adjectives that come very, very expensively, very expensively. And good paint, good acrylic paint 
is expensive enough all by itself already. Uh, retail for a good exterior gallon of 100% acrylic paint, that, that's, that's going to be $40 and, and north of that already. So uh, you don't need to add a bunch of expensive adjectives to your paint can because uh, it can drive the cost of the paint up $90 a gallon, $120 a gallon, and more. There's no reason to pay five times for a paint job what you should pay for a good paint job. And then let's just take care of it every seven to 10 years. There you go. Where do we go now, Romy? Jennifer's got a bunch of more calls. She's got loaded up here. We've got... uh, Still on the paint topic with Lauren. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Laura. Hello, it's me. Is that Laura? It is you. Yes, it is you. Yeah, I'm Laura. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the show. I listen every week. Appreciate it very much. Yes, and I have a question for Payne. I would like to paint my uh, house outside. Um, it's a 30-year-old house. I would like to know that how do I go about um, getting someone to check thoroughly the wood and make sure if anything needs to be repaired, I want to be repaired okay. before it's painted. Because if after painting and repair comes up, that would be a pretty yeah. nasty and hassle. Wait, wait, so it's a 30-year-old home. When was the last time it was painted? Uh, about 10 years ago, okay. 9 or 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and is it a stucco home? Yes. Okay. <laughs> And and where in where in Arizona are you? Uh, Chandler. Okay, I, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, Laura. I would like you to call the Arizona Paint Company. Okay. Okay. Do and, the and, and, wood check. And, and 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 yeah, yeah. They will come out and they'll take a full analysis. What I want you to do is when you call there, tell them Rosie asked me to call and talk to Doug. <laughs> all right. So you're going to go right to the very top. All right. <laughs> Just tell him, look, Rosie said I could ask for Doug. Just ask for Doug and let him know we talked on air and you'd like someone to come out and assess the condition of the exterior siding of your home and assess whether you need to do any in-depth research or study of um, the product. A 30-year-old home that was painted 10 years ago, um, and it's stucco. Uh, unless you've got an underlying latent defect or problem, uh, Laura, you're probably going to be okay. Get Arizona Paint Company out there. Take a look at it. Um, you're, you're not far from me. I'm in your neighborhood all the time. If after you get their proposal... Uh, you want to talk through it, I'd be happy to stop by and do my own little inspection for you as well. So, Miss Laura, we appreciate your call. We appreciate you listening. Um, we appreciate your kind comments about the show. It's, it's what we strive for, to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. I, Romy, I, I think you're Laura's best friend. Good job. Job well done. And we do have a four-pack of tickets for the Renaissance Festival. Uh, text to 411-923. If you were listening at last hour, Rosie gave the age of a home in which you have to worry about asbestos or lead. 
likely being used in the building materials. What was that age, what year, home or older, do you have to worry about lead or asbestos likely being in the building materials? How do they answer? By text? Text to 411-923. And they're going to win tickets to the Renaissance Festival. Any winners on that uh, Renaissance Festival tickets? Well, you got a lot of right, <laughs> right answers here. Okay. So we'll have to. We'll, what we generally do is we go to the first one, and then we check that and see if they've won in the last twelve months. And uh, if they have, then we go to the next one. So we'll sort through it, but we'll keep it open through the rest of okay. this segment. And Jennifer, you've been fluttering paper in there like. Uh, uh, like a newspaper editor. I mean, what have you got going on? Do you have any questions we haven't taken on air yet? I do have one. Okay. Uh, it was a red notebook question, so an email that came in this week, okay. and the the person expressed the fact they didn't think supercooling was pertinent anymore because of all the changes in the times in the different um, utility companies. Well, it's not pertinent if you didn't change your times. <laughs> Uh, the times did change a couple of years ago, and if you haven't gone in and reprogrammed your thermostat or your energy management computer, uh, it won't work. You've got to be in tune with what is on peak and what is off peak, and they that changed by an hour with APS within the last couple of years. And um, if he didn't reset, if he didn't recalibrate, if he didn't reprogram, no, he's lost all the advantages. He's 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 turning everything on an hour too early. That so, may then that may change again, from what I'm hearing. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, super cooling definitely does work. I was in a I was in a meeting just the other day, and someone unsolicited came up and tapped me on the back and said, "You know, I've saved enough super cooling to go to Sanderson Ford and put a down payment on a pickup truck." Now that now that's a well, how that, about that? That's a Rosie on the listener right there. <laughs> But they were saying they were saying their bill had been had been cut by forty percent, and he says, and, and the house rather than being eighty two, is comfortable, and I'm paying forty percent less in a, in electric bills. So okay, enough about supercooling. Yes, it does still work, and you can find the article at rosieonthehouse.com about how to do that correctly, and it's just a way to take advantage of when the air condi- when your energy costs are lower. You cool your house, super cool it, and then at the point the energy you're on peak hits, you kind of put the house to sleep, and the stored cooling helps keep you comfortable to when you're past your high peak and you're back in the low peak time. Just like that bag of ice in your Yeti cooler. Just sits there keeping the whole thing cold. And I, I, I was so touched the other day in our Nextdoor app. Someone wasn't looking for me. They just said, I've heard about this super cooling. It's not working. Another homeowner answered them and says, I've mastered it. I learned it from Rosie. I'll come teach you. <laughs> That's cool. I just thought that was so cool. That's great. Now, if we could just get APS to pay us one-tenth of one cent for every dollar saved, <laughs> if we could just if we could just get in on that deal, if you're saving 
from supercooling. I would only ask you to take 10% of that savings and donate it to a charity of your choice on a regular basis. If you don't have a charity of choice, I would recommend Habitat for Humanity or St. Vincent de Paul. Or 5% to Rosie since he's the one that told you. Oh, boy, I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there. (laughs) Oh, man. What a great show. We packed it in today. John Jay coming in, loading us up on how to get ready. I was so glad to hear that it's a vegetable garden planting time because my garden's pretty fallow right now. Yeah, it is time you could get your tomato plants in for your spring peppers, spring gardening. Yeah, baby. It's uh, I've got this tool. I'm, I can't wait to use it. Uh, it's a funnel, and you just pour it all in there, and it's got a crank, and it just, just makes your salsa right there uh, in front of you. I love it. So you it. take all your, I love it. All Fresh your produce, ingredients, your cilantro and your tomatoes and your peppers and put it in the funnel and just crank it right out. It's like an old-fashioned grinder then. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, that's uh, fun. I'll tell you another romantic meal we've had recently. I went and harvested, Jennifer loves beets. Now, I, I don't know how anybody can eat a beet. I just have no <laughs> idea. But I have the most beautiful crop of beets in the garden. I brought one in the other night. She was so goo-goo-eyed. I mean, I just could <laughs> It was unbelievable. She, what did you do? You sauteed that thing. You babied it. You. I did. I just kind of sweated it in a little skillet. It was good. Beautiful beet. It was sweet. Yeah. It was good. So I got a beet story. Okay. There's a delicious turkey burger I like at a restaurant called Pitch. It's near six. It's on Thomas near 64th. The okay. first time I had it, it just had that weird taste. The burger, I mean, the turkey burger was great. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this. I won't order it. Second time I was there, ordered it again. I'm on my fifth or sixth order. <laughs> okay. Do they put a beet it, on the turkey burger? It's pickled beet. It's pickled beets. They okay. don't put a whole lot in there, but it okay. just gives it a unique flavor. And once you get used to it, it's pretty tasty. Well, it's been my theory forever that you had to live through the Great Depression to like a beet. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> if, if, you like, if you like to eat something that tastes like dirt, and <laughs> maybe you had to learn that as a young person. That's only the beets in the can. I've never learned to like beets. Nine o'clock, we had our registered contractors director, Jeff Fleetham, in the hour. You can get that. Uh, the podcast is usually up by, by noon, one o'clock. Yeah, usually within 90 minutes or so. You can go to rosieonthehouse.com slash radio and get our links there for the podcast and subscribe. We've got, uh, it does go on to iTunes, but it's also uh, Podbean is the company that does that. And it has, and we've got a nice hourly uh, package there that Gary puts together. Right, it's all the show, no commercials. And you can uh, also go to our radio page and listen to each hour has four segments. And you could pick one specific segment if there was something direct you were trying to go research. So all that information and more is at rosieonthehouse.com. And where you can ask a question between now and next Saturday if you'd like to uh, talk about your home, castle or cabin.